Welcome to This Week in Marvel, episode number 227. I'm Ryan Panagos, Vice President and Executive Editor, a.k.a. Marvel's Agent M, joined by... Ben Morse, Editorial Director of Marvel Digital Media. I think you almost nailed it. I did get it. Marvel Digital Media. I'm the Editorial Director. Okay. That's what you told me. (laughs) I mean, let's agree to disagree. Really? What am I? What am I? We'll figure that out later. Okay. Uh, Ben Morse, man without a... Man without a place. <laughs> and we've got with us Jesse Quinn. I am the intern for the digital media group. I like how you put Nailed on, it. Yeah. I like how you put on your radio voice. Jesse Quinn. Because you I know. before you were I saw you sounded like a swear. Well, before you would catch yeah, me off guard and then you made me all nervous yeah. and uncomfortable mm-hmm. and this was an easy transition into me nailing my title. Which one of you is a lie? What do you mean? That's it. Mm-hmm. <laughs> uh, if you're just joining us, this is the official Marvel podcast of all news, new releases, and Little Mermaid. Uh, yeah, we were talking some Little Mermaid before we started. Yeah. Ryan got a little burn made yeah. on because he got a burn in on a Little Mermaid. Yeah. Uh, I don't know what that has to do with anything. And we thought we read The Haunted Mansion for this week, but that's not out this week. No, no. There was a, as, as seems to be coming this week in Marvel tradition, we got a bunch of books that we weren't supposed to get. Uh, but on the bright side, we did get all the books we were supposed to get, so we won't miss any this week. We'll just, next week, be talking about Frank Thierry's Black Knight with a nostalgic twinge yeah. from when we read it two weeks earlier. Oh my gosh, yeah. Well, I haven't read it yet, so I, it'll be fresh there in my go. mind. It'll be fresh as a daisy. Yeah, but we got comics and... We got infinite comics galore this week, because we're going to do our Twim URC on our infinite comic selection. That was cool for me, because I had not read most of those in infinite mm. comic format, and I really... I'll, I'll have a lot to say. Really? And we will hopefully have uh, we'll hopefully have a special guest. I spent three days with that special guest. Oh, he boy. He better be here and be ready. Yeah, well, hopefully. Um, right, and if all things go as planned, we'll have a, two other special guests oh, yeah. in our news section. We'll see. Or, I'm lying. Or, you're just going to hear the two of us, and occasionally Jesse, yeah. for the next however long. Yeah, very rarely. Very rarely. Yeah. How's that Chewbacca coming along? It's... Coming along horribly. Yeah. More importantly, if you, As you should have expected. if you Ryan throw yourself back to the yesteryear of last week's podcast. Oh man! When wow. uh, when, Le- memories, when right? Lexi was here with us, and we learned that Lexi is a black belt in karate. No, she's not. Yes, she, she is. is. She is. She is, and she does wow, kickboxing. That's so cool. Oh, I knew that. So I know no, the re- well, no, the reason she does kickboxing, as we learned last week, and faithful listeners know, is because she needed somewhere to channel her aggression after stopping karate because she found she was getting very angry. So she is now a kickboxer. So what do you bring to the table to equal equal this? I'm the exact opposite of that. I was a cheerleader. Mm, (laughs) I I used to be able to tumble. Not sure if I could anymore. It's been about seven to ten years, maybe. (laughs) Tumbling means just what? Like 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 flips and... I don't know. Like I might not even be able to do a cartwheel anymore. I have not tried... I don't know what kind of damage it would do to my body if mm-hmm. I tried today. So, mm-hmm. have you seen? No one have you? How many of the on. Bring It On movies have you seen? Um, only the first one. Okay. I think I tried to watch the second one, and I was like, eh. how? Uh, how true is it? 
How true to life? Um, not true to my experience, mm. but from talking to other girls who were on cheer, it was in some cases true. Wow. I think it's like high school. Everyone just has a different yeah. experience. I was fortunate. What, what, what a team of interns we have right? <laughs> semester. Just really skilled all around. Yeah. I like that you would support Lexi in her kickboxing matches. You would With go cheer, and cheer right? for yeah. her. Yeah. yeah. It's great. I think that's so cool that she's a black belt. I didn't Isn't know. It? We thought it was pretty cool too. About that now. Yeah, <laughs> I would not do that. Yeah, I wouldn't harass you too much. Yeah. She could um, definitely take you out. Yeah, I might die today. Actually. Yeah. Well, you had a good run. Yep. <laughs> we will memorialize you on next week's edition. Yeah. We don't have any other interns, so we won't find out what they do. No. But I'm, I'd like to talk about some comics, Let's and do. I'm going to do that right about now. Starting with A Force number three, written by G Willow Wilson and Kelly Thompson. Art by Jorge Molina, colors by Matt Mila. Antimatter. Antimatter has really been a problem, Ryan. It's a, it's a problem facing all of us. Me old antimatter. In this She's having age. a little go of it, is she not? The gang, consisting of She-Hulk, Captain Marvel, Medusa, Nico Minora, and new character Singularity, went to Dazzler for help in trying to take down Antimatter. Did not work, so... Nico uses a spell to get them the heck out of there. Singularity engulfs our heroes and puts them inside of her body, which is as uncomfortable for them as it sounds. <laughs> um, well, they figure, try to figure out on the Alpha Flight space station how they're going to destroy antimatter. Can they destroy antimatter without also destroying Singularity? A lot of good character stuff in this issue. The way these characters play off each other, the way Medusa's kind of a jerk and doesn't want to listen to anyone else, the way that uh, She-Hulk is trying to keep the peace, take charge, Captain Marvel really an alpha type, and then mixing in Dazzler and Nico as kind of wild cards. It's a fun cast. Jorge Molina's art is great. Uh, it's very kinetic and very energetic. Um, getting to learn more about Singularity, she's really becoming a fun character. And just weaving this this mix of characters around and having them not get along and sometimes get along great and working to fight this foe who is seemingly undefeatable. I love that book so stupid much. I like that was like kind of a Russian thing. You're like, I love that book. I love that book. <laughs> I will break it. Uh, it's so good. It's yeah. so, so good. All right. Also good. Avengers standoff assault on Pleasant Hill. Alpha. Is that, there's da, da, alpha da, 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 number one. Yeah. We actually have an alpha number one. Yep, that's As, how we do. Are we going to do an alpha number two? You never know what No, this. we have an omega number one coming up in a few weeks. <laughs> but anyway, uh, first up, uh, well, let me give the credits wherever they lie because I want to make sure that everybody gets shout out, but including our new uh, artist, artist. Uh, who I think is making his Marvel debut here. But If, if not, it's near close. Written by Nick Spencer, but art by, and I think it's uh, pencils, inks, and colors. Wow. By Jesus Saiz. Yep. Very talented individual. Oh, my So gosh. excited to have him here at Marvel. Oh, man. So excited. He did some stuff for the Distinguished Competition. Very distinguished. About a, uh, a bog monster, I believe, and some, maybe a... Uh, Cat lady of some sort? Maybe? I don't know if he worked on either of those books, but I want this to be a new game where you try to name books that uh, the Distinguished Competition I, did. He definitely worked on the sure. Bog Monster book with uh, with Charles. Did he? So, yeah. Hmm. Yeah, he did some really beautiful okay. stuff on that book. Anyway, he is an amazing artist, and we are very excited and thankful to have him at Marvel. So welcome, Jesus. And um, he... 
comes in on a huge with a huge bang uh, because this is a big issue full yes. of characters full of uh, crazy events happening first up you gotta I love what Nick Spencer is doing across the board mm-hmm. he is doing he's some upping his game big time nonstop. And he's like, found a niche with this, these Captain America yeah. characters it opened, and he proves in this book sorry to cut you off Ryan damn it that he has mastered Sam Wilson and that made me a little concerned like oh well maybe he can't write Steve Rogers because Steve Rogers is so you know kind of the other side of the coin but in this issue he proves that he gets Steve Rogers just fine oh totally Uh, but we open up on this great scene of these shield agents inside a helicarrier doing something nefarious and Mm. then when we flip the page it's like so great everything yeah the reveal is a good one there yeah reveal was really great and then it rolls into um Captain America's, uh, well, Steve Rogers, not yet Captain America again, um, but him uh, thinking about Bucky, always thinking about Bucky, always, always. Bucky thinking about Steve. You know, it's it's they it's share like, a bond. He's like what the Captain America who is constantly thinking about <laughs> Bucky. It's a tale as old as time. Song as old as rhyme. Is that from Little Mermaid? No. That's Beauty and the Beast. Right. He knew that. Same. Don't humor him. He knew that. Anyway, we've got uh, the Green Skull. Showing oh. up, which I love. I like that the Green Skull only ever shows up like as the introductory villain to get beat up in an issue. It's great. Remender did that with him, and Nick Spencer carries on that proud tradition. Yeah. Someday we'll get a full-fledged Green Skull adventure, but not today. Maybe. Uh, we get to see uh, Winter Soldier with a man bun. Yeah. Rocking the man bun oh, and yeah. wearing an apron, cooking some, uh, I think he's cooking a burger. No, he's cooking eggs, eggs. right? Cooking yeah. up some eggs. <clears throat> My heart so, was all a flutter. Yeah. Uh, big revelation. If you're reading the Sam Wilson Captain America book, you have been trying to figure out who the heck is Whisperer. Mm. Whisperer. Whisperer. <laughs> the w- Whisperer. Your, your pronunciation is funny, but also just the way they do it here. Oh, my God. Where It was... Because I thought we were going to get strung along for a long time. and then, I knew who it was, so uh-huh. I was like... And when I learned who it was I was like well that's not going to be a huge reveal so I was like how are they going to do this and still make it seem like a big deal and be like over dramatic and the, the, the perfect thing was they didn't Yeah, they said like oh it's not that they're like if you're waiting for a big spoiler this is like Sam Wilson basically said in his narration doesn't he say like he's like yeah it's not that big a surprise <laughs> it's not that big a deal yeah um, so we get to see who that is, which you know sets off a whole big chain of events in here, uh, because that is really opening the curtain, opening the kimono, if yep. you will, kimonos, curtains, everything's on, open uh, on on Pleasant Hill, and um, what that means, what Shield has been doing. So Bucky gives a lowdown to Steve Rogers, uh, and uh, I think Whisper and. Falcon sort of get their, get themselves involved in this mess. And then it's like a race. Who can get to Pleasant Hill? Who can figure out what's going on? Rogers and Hill get there, and Maria Hill get there. And then things start getting crazy. We get to really start to delve into what this is all about. I love how it weaves in and out of other events that have been going on and things that have been happening in the Marvel Universe of late. Uh, really getting, by the end, to the crux of this was a terrible idea. Yeah. Um, it in hindsight, maybe they shouldn't have done this. Yeah. You know? Uh, Maria Hill, best intentions, really, like, trying her best to find good ways to deal with the terrible problem of awful people with superpowers. But Maria Hill, always snarky, perhaps yeah. never as snarky as in this issue as so written by Nick Spencer. Good. 
Oh, she's terrific. She, is, she has a snark grenade just ready to go off. Yeah, snark grenade. Snark, 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 snark There we go. All right, Amazing Spider-Man and Silk, The Spider-Fly Effect, number one, by writer Robbie Thompson and our buddy artist Todd Nock. Colors by Veronica Gandini. This was originally an Infinite comic. This is the print version, as we're going to talk about later this week. You really got to experience these Infinite comics as Infinite comics. Uh, it adds a whole new dimension to the reading. But it's also great as a print comic, and it's a story about a team-up between Spider-Man and Silk. They're patrolling the city. They're actually staging a fight for Silk's new whole I'm pretending to work for the Black Cat thing to try to make her look good. Uh, it's a fun story there. Then someone named Chronoceros Rex shows up. Yeah, Chronoceros Rex is the dopest. Yeah, Chronoceros Rex, a guy with a big dinosaur battle suit who does not really seem to know what he's doing, but he has a Gatling gun, and that's always a problem for our heroes, <laughs> ends up projecting them backwards through time, so they end up in the past, and there, the hordes of Hydra, who apparently originally created the Chronosaurus Rex suit, and who this gentleman or lady, we don't get to see, stole it from them, so now it's Hydra versus Rex, Silk, and Spider-Man in some suburban backyard. They tear it up, the banter is phenom. Uh, Robbie Thompson Robbie does Wright. a great oh, so job good. with the banter. Todd Nock, as always, killing it on art. Some twists. Put shield. In, uh, no, not shield. That's that's another thing we made. Um, Silk in an awkward position. Spidey is getting there too. There's some time travel wackiness going on here, and a character we thought we'd never see again, even though we saw him like a couple of weeks ago in another book, shows up <laughs> for the big save. He's actually probably. This this character has probably had more appearances in the last year than he's had like since his demise many probably. years ago. Yeah. All right. On to big number one issue, Black Widow number one. Black Widow. It does deserve like a little cool spy thing song. Da -da -da. Uh, so written by Chris Somney and Mark Wade. Big shout out to Chris for uh, stepping up and getting on the writing side of things as well because he's been proving for years he's a fantastic storyteller uh, as we talked about well many years ago many Thor um, the, the, for the Mighty Avenger the Mighty Avenger Thor the Mighty Avenger uh, that Chris Drew was so good yeah um, and obviously Daredevil and all the other projects he's been on so now we're getting Chris uh, doing double duty because he's not just writing it with yeah. Mark Wade, but he's drawing it, and he's got the amazing Matt Wilson and Joe Caramagna. So it's it's that Daredevil team it's together, the dream team, uh, and with Chris taking up a bigger stake of things in the writing department. So very very excited, and it pays off big time. This first issue is bonkers. It's nonstop. It starts with Black Widow attacking uh, a bunch of office jerks. Yep. Uh, Shield they office had it coming. Yeah, they totally did, um, and we're told that. Uh, Black Widow is to be considered an enemy of S.H.I.E.L.D. Uh -oh. That's the first page. And then it proceeds to her beating the crap out of, I don't know, 30, 40, 50 people and jumping out of a helicarrier. And then it's like a chase through the skies, a chase through the streets, all kinds of crazy stuff. Fighting, there's this beautiful, uh, like, uh, what is this, 14 panel yeah. um, page? Yeah. That is just... No, that's 12. So Nope, it's not, because this is three, oh. that's four, that's eight, nine, ten, eleven, twelve, thirteen, fourteen. My did math you, was did there. Did you just recount 
panels you already counted? Yeah. To get it to 14? Yeah, I said it was 14. <laughs> Jesse, right? I said you 14. You did say it was 14, yeah, but then no. I, got, I saw what you did too, and I'm a little confused now. Yeah. Four, 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 two. <laughs> what? That's math. I look at things in different ways than you guys, okay, I guess. That's anyway, fine. cool, man. We get, we get this that. beautiful, amazing comic uh, where Black Widow has stolen something. That's what we find out. We don't know what, we don't know why, and it's this really, really great action-packed debut issue that is like, boom, slam, hook, bam, thank hook, you, line, man. and sinker. That's a slam dunk. Five points. He's heating up. Yeah. Oh, I went to a place called Barcade. Oh, yeah, uh, I know yeah, Barcade. Because yeah. now there's like five of them in right. Manhattan. But we went to one the other night, and they had NBA Jam. Uh, they had the six-player X-Men. They oh, had yeah. Altered Beast. That's the stuff. They had Golden Axe. They had Ninja Turtles. <coughs> they had multiple Star Wars games. They had Life Force, which... Where was I talking about? Was I talking about Life Force? Yeah, when we were on, playing... On, uh, uh, yeah. When we were playing something that's going to be released in a video soon. Right. They had the actual cabinet for I could have understood what you were talking totally. about. Totally. I still don't. Nope. And it was great. <laughs> I had a lot of fun at the arcade. But speaking of having a lot of fun at arcades... I, I think, yeah... Wait, you go next? Oh, yeah. Okay. Alphabetically, I yep. go next. We have Darth Vader, <laughs> number 17, written by Kieran Gillen, art by Salvador La Roca. A uh, couple things, got to remember, we've got the evil-ish, uh, mostly evil, yeah, uh, cyborg specialist. Mostly evil, yeah. yeah. I like that. Silo, Kylo, Kylo, whatever. Silo. Yeah. We're on the I just planet. posted a story called Darth Vader, Portrait of a Badass. Ooh. You know who came up with that title? This guy. Nice. Me? You know the, I'm no. really great. He pointed to me, right, Jesse? Yeah, That's true. You guys yeah. can't see. The original title um, given to me by freelancer Forrest Helby was Darth Vader going Shakespearean. <laughs> I said, that's not going to fly. <laughs> because at some point in the article, Kieran Gillen gives a quote where he says, we're going full Shakespearean. Because he's going to kill a lot of people. Well, Back to you, Ryan. All right. Uh, so, yeah. We're, we're really... Um, <laughs> Vader is trying to get it's a hold... not down anymore. He's not down. Later up. Yeah. He's, like, ready to go. Yep. He's uh, looking for Dr. Afra, his secret ally, uh, who is now in the hands of the rebels. He is issued a bounty, and he is not pleased by not having her under his thumb or dead by his own hand or someone else's. Anyway, all kinds That's of crazy a lot stuff. of options. There's a, a lot, lot of options. options going none on. of them are happening. No. Uh, we're back on Shuturun, which mm. is that planet from the annual, the planet from last year. You said it out, lo- out loud. I really appreciate the name. Shuturun? Yeah, Shuturun. Ooh, nice. Mm. Uh, so this is, yeah. Uh, we're in there, and Vader has already, like, completely o- upturned the society on this planet yep. twice. Twice. He has uh, taken things in his own hands with the royals, and now he's done uh, a a bunch of other things. And here we get to see him go full bore, uh, taking on more resistance to the uh, Empire-backed regime there. Uh, He enlists the twins, who are these two uh, lightsaber-wielding cyborgs that uh, want to be Jedi... But they think Jedi's are stupid. They think Vader's an old fuddy-duddy. Your kids use fuddy-duddy, right? Yeah. Yeah. Um, <laughs> she's great because she's just going to agree with everything. No, Thank like, you, I actually the yes was like lectured by somebody once because they didn't know what fuddy-duddy was, and I thought it was weird that I was saying that. It's a great like, word. Isn't it an English word, like an English slang or something? Oh, hello, yeah, old fuddy-duddy. 
I want to note that Jesse's wearing, I believe those are, are those leopard print shoes? Yeah, they're leopard print. That's fashion. Fashion. Yep. We just got They're fashion. pony hair leopard print. Why would you, why would you scalp a pony? You don't scalp a pony. Obviously, how else do you get like, his hair? I hope it just came from his hairbrush or something, but I don't know. That's a lot of <laughs> hair to get so from a hairbrush. You are saying a pony is going to just brush its own hair. hair? Like, oh, here's my hair. I'll <laughs> give you the brush. I think someone's living in a state of denial. Yeah, heavy denial. usually. Oh, <laughs> you're the worst. Anyway, uh. Um, Speaking of the worst, Darth Vader. <laughs> yeah. uh, he does some horrible things. But nothing as horrible as scalping a pony. Yeah, seriously. But he does some horrible things to some pretty bad people anyway. But it's amazing. Watching all this go down, he also uh, may have a lead on the uh, the bounty he sent out. And that whole scene was terrific. I loved it so much. Uh, I love a briefs today. Yeah, you know. I like it. it it's perfect. It's a perfect day for it all. Uh, and really, it's constantly watching people try to move against Vader and watching him just flick them off like so many like so pieces many bugs, of, yeah, or or of... like discarded sardine entrails, yeah, like the same thing, yeah, yeah, for sure. Still, you. Oh wow! I, I, I made a unstrategic switch. In well, the you piles got the last bunch anyway. I know I do. Uh, all right, we've got Deadpool number eight. This is written by Jerry Duggan, art by Matteo Loli. Uh, we're getting to see the Mercs for Money get some structure, which I really, really dig because we got Scott Adsit as their manager. Sort of being like, hey guys, I'm going to put a little coherence into this. He is doing it right because Deadpool is not available right now. He is gone to figure some stuff out. He is not in a good place. He is hallucinating. He is uh, not sleeping. He is uh, doing some kind of good things for people who are in bad situations but still it's it's intense he's stabbing randos or seemingly randos he's threatening people uh, we're getting to see him sort of getting to the core of certain memories and certain things in his past uh, trying to figure out how Sabretooth fits into things and last issue we heard that we saw that Sabretooth had called him a name which set him off mm. and in here we see that maybe a little bit deeper than that we'll find out there's this great flashback though with um who's the the bad guy the doctor uh, oh. baker baker yeah candle, candle book maker he's a jerk butler 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 uh butler. hello butler uh it's butler and deadpool and it's a flashback scene and i love how mateo Loli like mm-hmm. apes old school rob liefeld art in this panel yeah it's like even the costume you can tell it just it's a little subtle thing but it's so cool it's so neat i love 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 it and uh yes we get to see we're gonna have some saber versus deadpool action it's the name of the arc i believe is it really deadpool versus saber saber pool daces saber Dead, dead I, 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 I'm so good that I tried to say it incorrectly. I pronounced it perfectly. <laughs> All right. Speaking of which, pronouncing things perfectly, Guardians of Infinity. I, number, I wish you would have been like Guardians of Infinity. Guardians of Infinity, number four, underneath this beautiful cover by Gary Chu. We have a story from Dan Abnett and Carlo Barberi that has all three teams of Guardians in the clutches of Hermeticus, a new villain who leads the newcomers. And this is kind of a cool introduction to these characters. It's a neat rocket raccoon is hooked up to some sort of torture device or whatever it is, some brain-sucking device. And he's recapping the story of how they got captured, showing everyone in action, introducing the characters to you. It's kind of neat. We spent a lot of time there. And then, you know, just... 
uh, Carlo Barberi drawing these fight scenes with a lot of action and figures and energy and stuff like that. But it all leads back to them being collected by this character who is adding into their collection. He was not the collector, but that's his thing. We have another cosmic being who is collecting. So I hope at some point we see a rivalry between these two. Yeah, I, I, I dug that. That was like, wait, what? Wait, yeah, I was like, don't we have one of those? So don't we already have one of these very specific he archetypes of characters? It's like, he's like the WCW version of... He's like fake Diesel or fake Razor Ramon. Yeah, he's NWO Sting. Exactly, he's NWO Sting. Very, very good. And then we have a backup story, which I really dug, written by Jerry Duggan, getting making his money this week. Art by Leonardo Romero and colors by Matt Wilson. Not familiar with Leonardo Romero's work. Want to see more of it gave me kind of a Chris Somni vibe. Um, Human Torch is headed towards outer space because he wants to meet up with the thing. He's brought he's in. He's not even heading towards it. He is he's, in he's outer space. He's flat out in outer space in a rocket ship. And, um, rocket bed, you're on the space. <laughs> he brought some delivery up to the thing. He has not seen thing since about Secret Wars and what happened. You can't what? use thing in thing. that way when talking about a character named thing. He's as the well. thing. He brought the thing to the thing. Um, he brought Ben Grimm this thing. Um, but Ben is still pissing him over stuff we haven't seen yet occurred during the eight-month gap. So instead, Venom shows up. Venom Flash Thompson, who knows Johnny Storm very uh, very loosely. And they have a mission they have to go after. They're, they're supposed to go and go to a guy named Monlo. Um, and he's, he's a fence. Not an actual fence. But, you know, the type of... I bet there are talking fences in space. Yeah, but this guy is Why the not? type that, you know... Probably. It takes takes stolen goods and moves them around. There's some Galadorians that get involved. There's an egg that they're all trying to keep. But I just enjoyed the art and also the banter between Venom and Human Torch. Good issue of Guardians of Infinity. Yeah. All right, we've got Invincible Iron Man number seven. This is, I think, the first of our Road to Civil War two books. It is. The road. It's like Ooh. the road to WrestleMania. It just begins, and you're like, well, ah, here oh we are. Oh, my God, here we are. It's almost time. Yes. Uh, so this is written by Brian Michael Bendis, art by Mike Diodato and Frank Martin. And uh, this is a big issue for figuring out how the heck Mary Jane fits into this whole picture of Iron Man. Um, this is her and Stark talking for a good chunk of the issue. I also want to say, I want to give Tony Stark a haircut. Yeah. He's got He's a shaggy. luxurious big head of hair. He's shaggy. But I want to cut it. I want to trim that down. Yep. I want it nice. Make and, it manageable. You know? Uh, as someone whose hair grows very quickly and very mm -hmm, thick, mm -hmm. uh, I just want to cut it up. Right. Uh, that's me. And we get that's to you. see... Yeah. Uh, we get to see Tony Stark interact with Mary Jane on a number of issues. Really, really fun stuff. Uh, this is like Bendis, boom, 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 dialogue, yep. crazy, awesome stuff. Uh, we've got um, Friday, his AI getting involved in it, and she is terrific. It's really just a humdinger of an issue. If you love those classic Bendis like dialogue, plot building, character building issues. This is huge in that. Um, and involved, you get some Spider-Man action in here, and you get War Machine. Now, the War Machine stuff is getting really crazy mm -hmm. because he is going after uh, some assailants that have uh, attacked Tony. They've assailed Tony. Yes, they have. Mm -hmm. And uh, he is not in a good place. Uh, but it's really cool. Introduces a, a couple of things to the, the plot of this book and a lot of stuff happening. I love it. Nova, number five, 
Written by Sean Ryan. I don't know why I said it like that, but I like it. I just felt like it. Inks by Scott Hanna. Colors by David Curiel. Sam Alexander is tired. He just wants to get some shut-eye. Too bad, Sam. You gotta go to school. Goes to school. All his friends hate him because he ditched them over the weekend. Didn't get any of his homework done because he's busy being Nova. Typical superhero ruining the life of a young person. Uh, Classic storytelling. And then, uh uh-oh, it's Sam Alexander's dad who kind of disappeared, and there's more to him than meets the eye. He may not be everything he was cracked up to be. He's still got a gorgeous old-school Nova costume, and some Chitari show up. And the Chitari, they want to make things difficult for Nova as well. So it's not a good issue for Sam Alexander. It is a good issue for the creative team, who are really grasping the voice of this character and the world he lives in. Yeah. Another world you can live in if you want is Marvel Universe Avengers Assemble Civil War Number 1, based on our hit animated series from Disney XD. How come you didn't say that before Nova? That should have come before Nova, alphabetically. <laughs> All right, Old Man Logan comes next because we do O uh, after N. I love Old Man Logan. Yeah, it's so good. Written by Jeff Lemire, art by Andrea Sorrentino, and uh, this is titled, uh, well, this is part three of the arc Berserker, um, which opens up with um, Logan having gone to Hawkeye's uh, Brownstone, or I think it's a Brownstone, whatever, Hawkeye's building in Brooklyn looking for Hawkeye Mm -hmm. and he finds Hawkeye but not the Hawkeye he was looking for no this is not the Hawkeye you were looking for yeah it's like a I see what you did yep Yep. Uh, but it's great because uh, Kate Bishop is fully like she's dealt with enough of Clint's nonsense Mm -hmm. for this to be like oh you're okay I get it you're from the future you're from an alternate reality like she's 100% understanding that this is crazy yep but it's happening, uh, and that they have to go uh, deal with something uh, for Logan. And we get one of our awesome flashbacks. I love Jeff like flashing back to the old man Logan period. So here we get one with um, Logan and his family, which is super upsetting. Yeah, like thinking about how pretty much anything involving old man Logan's family is kind of earmarked to be super upsetting. Yeah, uh, but we get to see that there where um, where a the Battle of Atlantis, I believe. Yeah. Uh, oh, this was, you're right, this was really upsetting. Like, on a number of levels. One, because the family's there and, you know, they're so happy, but, you know, what happens. But then, two, like, there's this shot, one shot, one panel, and it's so good and mm. so horrible that you're like, Ugh, I'm not sure who yeah, that I, is. Yeah, I knew the one you were talking about. Which one? This one here. It's Quicksilver. Was, oh, okay, 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 yeah. okay. Yeah. Anyway, when he comes to, it's been like 33 hours uh, of sleep, which he needed. Yeah. And he said, hey. He's an I, old guy. He needs to sleep. You know? Uh, it's like, I, I, need to, I need to go find Mysterio and murder him mm-hmm. because mm-hmm. of something. That's going to stop some bad stuff from happening, yeah. presumably. You know? Because if he's going to do the things he does in my time, then if I kill him now, he won't be able to do it. Problem solved. You know, that sound logic yep. for, for anyone, whether you're an old man Logan or a young man Logan. Or even a middle-aged man Logan. You know? And so he goes after um, goes after Mysterio with Kate Bishop, but but things don't quite work out the way that he planned. Mm. And uh, there's a, some really intense moments. And then by the end, I love... There's a character who comes into the book right at the end. I love how that... What I out. enjoyed in particular about the interaction between Kate Bishop and Old Man Logan was that Kate, you know, she's kind of, she's flipped. She thinks she knows everything. She thinks she knows how to deal with the world. And she's 
teamed up with other heroes before. So she acted like, you know, this is, like you said, this isn't a big deal. Like, I'm just teaming up with another hero. I'm not going to act like all starstruck and impressed by the fact that this is a Wolverine from the future. By the end of the book, the stuff he does gives her pause. And, like, it was a very realistic way that someone would act if they were just, like, kind of their bluster gets knocked down. I don't think I've ever really seen that with Kate Bishop before yeah. where she kind of is like whoa whoa what are you doing what's wrong like, with your stupid face yeah, what is wrong with your stupid face so really good issue Old Man Logan yeah. art was on point as well speaking of art on point and great storytelling you gotta be talking about Spider-Man number two written by Brian Michael Bendis art by Sarah Pichelli little ink and assist by Gatano Carlucci and colors by Justin Ponzor we're in the aftermath of Miles Morales totally taking it to Blackheart taking him down like a stud an interaction between miles and peter parker spider-man find out how um miles first got permission to operate as spider-man as we're kind of putting his past together bit by bit his new marvel universe past have sarah doing this awesome kind of like chibi style where she's drawing flashbacks uh, a little deformed and weird blackheart comes back Miles has Captain America's shield and his own powers to go up against Blackheart. Blackheart, unfortunately, totally gets jobbed here. And well, I, I like that he uh, Miles took down Blackheart with one of his Venom blasts, mm-hmm. right? And so Blackheart's back. He's like, yeah, you won't be able to beat me twice. So Miles is like, I'm going to blast him twice. Yeah, he blasts and, him twice. And like, it takes a little bit, a little while for Blackheart to go down, but he goes down like a ton of bricks. Watch out for the third issue where he has to blast him three times. <gasps> um, we get some interaction between Miles and Genki. We get this, it's not YouTube, but whatever the Marvel Universe equivalent of YouTube is, kind of these people reacting to the fact that Miles, and this is probably more important than anything else in the issue, they react to the fact that a piece of his clothing tore and someone got a picture so they saw that he's black and well they, they see that his skin tone yeah. is not white it's, yeah it's, I that's think she true because she does say she's like could be latin could be right African-American. yeah he could be a whole bunch of different you know but we've never really seen something like this where that's it's not something miles wants he doesn't want to be the black spider-man he yeah. just wants to be spider-man and Genki's just like why is this bothering you? This is cool. Like you're an inspiration for people. He's like, that's not what, it's not why I do. He doesn't this. want it's a qualifier yeah. on who he is. Yeah. He, does, he even says it. He says, I don't want to be the black Spider-Man. I want to be Spider-Man. Gets into the whole thing. Uh, black cat makes a cameo. So presumably she's going to be showing up down the line. I will say one thing. Uh, we, we don't have a lot of Colombian superheroes or mm. Colombian like characters or actors or whatever. So when, the guy who plays Joey started on Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. I got pretty hyped. Yeah. So for me, I was like, yeah, that's pretty cool. Anyway. It's fair enough. It's a very nuanced issue that yeah. Brian's dealing with here. Totally. Hugely important character gets introduced into Miles' home life at the end that is going to cause lots of problems for him. Uncanny Avengers number 6, written by Jerry Duggan, art by Carlos Pacheco. Uh, it's a team-up issue with Deadpool and Quicksilver going to investigate... The new Avengers Mansion. Avengers Mansion is now an attraction. It is a place where any schlub can go and basically pay for, quote-unquote, the Avengers experience. Any schlub? Even Jesse? Jesse could go if she lived in the Marvel Universe. Um, Sounds fun. The Wrecker... The Wrecker goes to there wanting to beat up the Avengers, but instead runs into this guy, this kind of... Aww. Homely Hawkeye, as it were. <laughs> Homely Hawkeye, Homely Hawkeye. Is the best. But um, and then we got stuff going on with the Vision Wasp. Wow, I it's, love it. It's a lot of fun. This is a very Jerry Duggan idea, and it's cool. But 
the Wrecker is causing all sorts of problems, so Deadpool and Quicksilver have to deal with that. Meanwhile, meanwhile, Synapse is taking a break from it all because of everything that happened with her family. She gets dragged to New Adelan by Medusa and Karnak. We learn a little more about her. But really the joy of this issue for me is getting to see um, Carlos Pacheco, one of the all-time great actors, uh, Actors, one of the all-time greats in cinema, uh, no, in artists, drawing these totally not superhero proportioned people in superhero costumes, and it's just a great time. Deadpool ends up saving the day. Quicksilver gains a little bit of respect for Deadpool, not a lot of respect, and for the second straight issue of Uncanny Avengers, we got this jerk and that jerk at the end saying, "Ooh, we're going to be up to no good." Yeah, I love it. Finally, Jerks. this week, Uncanny X-Men number four. Written by Cullen Bunn, art by Greg Land, inks by Jay Lyston, colors by Nolan Woodard. We have a peek into the Hellfire Club. It's been reopened and rebooted. Both Mystique and Phantom X want a piece. We've got Magneto and Genosha with Triage. They've been held back for a reason. And then, of course, we still have the... They, were, they used to be the Riders of the Storm, the Dark Riders. I'm not sure what we're calling them these days. But Apocalypse is dark old. Dark Riders. They're, they're not the Dark Riders? Crimes. Oh, they're the Dark Riders They still? should be the Dark Riders. They were the Riders of the Storm at one point. Riders um, of the Storm sounds pretty cool. It's but... pretty goat. They're trying to take down Zorn. They underestimate Zorn. And then they get swept into by Archangel, Psylocke, M, Sabretooth, the balance of the Uncanny X-Men team. It's a showdown in, I'm going to say Egypt because it's sand in a pyramid. I mean, that's not too like generalizing, is it? Are there, are there other places that have pyramids? Yes. Like uh, what? Well, it depends on what your definition of pyramid is. Whatever, dude. There's a big fight Mexico between the Mexico has lots of pyramids. All right, so maybe they're in Mexico. There's a big fight it between... It depends on what kind of pyramid you're talking about. I'm going to say they're... If in, it looks like an Egyptian pyramid, that's a different I'm thing. I'm going to say they're in Egypt because apocalypse. <laughs> um, and they're fighting the marauders, and something crazy happens with Magneto, and this is just a fun book. I love the idea of this book. Right, so right. books. Twin uh, of my Twin of the Week is Black Widow number one. Mm-hmm. 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 I liked Old Man Logan a lot, so but good. I'm gonna go with Spider Man numero dos. I was I thought I was giving you the in to take Avengers Standoff Assault. Also on really good Pleasant Hill. Because that was those are my number one and two. Like no, my tops. Just, there was a lot of good books this week. A lot of good I had books. A lot yeah. of trouble uh, picking it out. Jesse, what do you want to read? Um, I think Black Widow number one sounds cool too. It could be Lexi with all those fights. Yeah, yeah. It could be. Lexi could be Black Widow. Yep. She works be. at Marvel. She has the martial arts skills. Yeah. She, she has yeah. it all. She may have been trained in some really weird Russian. It's uh, possible. You yeah. should ask her about it when you're interrogating her later. I will. Yeah, and then she's gonna like have a trigger word, and yep. then well, that's into you. Then bye. That's, that's it. <laughs> And we have to hire a new intern, which is so annoying. Yeah, that takes a while. I'm glad I don't have to do that anymore. Big time collections on sale this week. We had some really cool stuff available. We have the Civil War box set slipcase, the Civil War illustrated prose novel hardcover, Civil War New Avengers being re-released. There must be something going on with Civil War. Um, Daredevil by Frank Miller and Klaus Janssen, Omnibus in hardcover. Electra by Frank Miller in Omnibus hardcover. So that's to get ready for the second season of Marvel's Daredevil on Netflix. And Human, out in hardcover. And then Miracle Man by Gaiman and Buckingham, Volume 1, The Golden Age, also out in hardcover. We want nice, all your yeah, money. Nice, expensive stuff out this week. Yeah. Uh, digital comics on sale. Books we talked about, uh, for the most part, uh, as well as Amazing Spider-Man and Silk, The Spider-Fly Effect, Infinite Comic, number four. So you can get the print, that which collects, I think, the first two issues, mm-hmm. and then the Infinite Comic, which continues the story into number four. And then Daredevil Punisher, Seventh Circle, 
Infinite Comic, Ooh. which looks pretty cool. We put out an animated GIF of that that somebody put together. So kudos to them. Good for them. Yeah. Uh, and then also on sale on the Marvel app this week, we have Avengers versus Atlas 1 through 4, Fantastic Four 106 through 140, Incredible Hulk 150 through 170, Sword 1 through 5 from 2009. Go read that. Yeah. Super good. That's a good one. Yep. We were already doing the podcast at that point, right? Were we? No, we no. weren't. Oh, no. Oh, then we should go back and read Sword at some point. Yes. That'd be a good read. Yeah. Uh, Sensational Spider-Man Annual number one. Shadowland, Blood on the Streets, one through four. Shadowland, Moon Knight, one through three. And Shadowland, <laughs> Power Man, one through four. No, nothing really has the same vibe as Blood on the Streets. Yeah. I mean, but, you know, like you got to get that Grindhouse voice yeah. for those. Oh, yeah, for yeah. sure. Shadowland, Blood on the Streets. That sounds right. Yeah. That sounds dead uh, on. Shame Itself, number one, which is a goofy, oh, yeah. goof book, and it's so fun. I'm not thanked in that. Nice. There's a, there's on the credit page, it says, and no thanks to Ben Morse. <laughs> Very good. Literally. No joke. Uh, we also have Oof Spider-Man me. Family, one through two. Spider-Man with Great Power, one through five. Thor, 126 through 139, and X-Men, Manifest Destiny, Nightcrawler. Digital collections on sale on the app this week. Agents of Atlas Versus, Peter Parker's Spider-Man, Back in Black, Secret Wars, Spider-Man, The Osborne Identity, Uncanny X-Men First Class, Hated and Feared, X-Men Manifest Destiny, and Extreme X-Men Volume 1, Destiny. No manifest. But so much destiny. Freshly digitized books this week on Marvel Unlimited. We've got Deadpool's Secret Secret Wars number four. E is for Extinction number three. Oh boy. Issues one half through ten of the nineteen ninety nine Gambit series. Well, so you can go and read that right on Marvel Unlimited. Can I is there a way for me to program my Marvel Unlimited to not show those books? Listen, man, Gambit is happening again and you're just gonna have to accept it. There's I Gambit all around us. How dare you? Uh Hank Johnson, Agent of Hydra, number one. That's a really fun book. Lando, number three, Modoc Assassin, number four, Magneto number twenty one, Marvel Universe Ultimate Spider Man, Web Warriors number ten, Marvel Zombies number three. Old Man Logan, number four, from the Secret Wars Limited series, not the ongoing series we were just talking about. Where Monsters Dwell, number four. Shield, number nine. And Spider-Woman, number ten. A lot of stuff. Mm -hmm. Um, Mm -hmm. Let's kick it over to some news. And now, from Marvel headquarters, it's This Week in Marvel News. Ben? In comics news this week, uh, Civil War, I alluded to it earlier, something going on with it. The thing going on with it is called Civil War Two. Yeah. So Civil War Two is Revenge kind of, of the first. Civil. <laughs> Civil War Two, Electric Boogaloo, is coming out soon. And we have got teasers going up every day. Uh, they're drawn by Phil Noto. They're gorgeous. We released Thor on Wednesday. Black Panther came out today, Thursday. I haven't seen that yet. Yeah, it's not up yet. <laughs> but by the time this podcast is up, it will hopefully be up. Um, and lots of lots of cool stuff. Um, Phil Noto drew some amazing teasers, and it's really amping up the excitement for this. Also, we announced a new series. Have not announced a creative team yet, but there's going to be a book called Vote Loki. And in this day and age, Loki is not the worst option for President of the United States, so he's decided to go for it. Uh those statements are not those uh, representative of Marvel Entertainment. No, no, not at all. I'm just saying that's that, those are statements representative of Loki. He's decided he yes, he has said that yeah. such. He's been a better option. Wow. 
What a week. Um, Over in games news, She-Hulk is now available for Contest of Champions, and that ties into our... So Women of Power is a month-long promotional thing we've got going with Marvel Games. It's going to be spotlighting some of our best female characters, really stepping up and playing a major role in all the Marvel Games titles. So that's going to be really cool, and that's going to be running for all of March. Neat. It's going to be pretty great. It's going to be really great. Yeah. It's uh, and it's all over the place too. It's in mm-hmm. games and comics, and very exciting. Um, let's see. This week, well, we'll let Mark and Patrick, yeah, take it away. Plenty to talk about with all the stuff that they got going on. Hello, this week in. Marvelites, this is Marvel.com editor Mark Strom, joined by... Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh. For another thrilling installment of the Strummy and the Wolfman show, starring the Wolfman and Strummy. My head is all over the place right now. I can't remember what is going on ever anymore. I am, as Patrick can attest, jumping from one office to another office to another office to a set. I don't know where I am right now. Patrick, um, what happened this week? Why don't we kick things off with some new Marvel's Captain America Civil War images. Tell me about these images. You got to see Black Widow bounding across cars. You get to see... Uh, some behind-the-scenes stuff with the Russo brothers, the directors. The scenes they are behind. Yeah, yeah. You really go behind the battle, if I do say so myself. And I did say so myself, because that's what I wrote as the headline of the article. Oh, you you wordsmith, you. And, uh, yeah, that's going to... that's Check those pics. Check out those pics. Uh, that movie comes out May 6th. 2017. Do we have anything else in movie news? No, that was it. All right. Well, one thing I do remember that we can talk about is this week was the season two finale to Marvel's Agent Carter. If you haven't watched it yet, I won't spoil anything for you. A lot happened. Um, You can read our 19 favorite quotes from the episode right now on Marvel.com. You can... um, you can listen to This Week in Marvel's Agent Carter uh, podcast, uh, the final one for the season. We spoke with executive producer Chris Dingus once again. Have the delightful little commentary track to it. That should be posted by the time you're listening to this. And now that Marvel's Agent Carter Season 2 has concluded, that means that Marvel's Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D. comes back next Tuesday at 9, 8 central on ABC. We'll have a couple of clips posting from the episode for you. Um, I think that's maybe it in the way of teases for this one. I will say we announced that uh, Natalia Cordova Buckley has been cast as Elena Rodriguez, um, who fans may recognize as the character of Yo-Yo from The Secret Warriors. So she makes her debut in this first episode back. Um how much I can say other than that. Lots of lots of cool stuff coming up in the world of S.H.I.E.L.D. We'll have more to tell you in the coming weeks. And I think that concludes everything in live action TV this week, correct? Did you post anything for me while I was out that I forgot to mention? 
Just well, just the shield recaps that we've been doing. Oh, that's right. We've been recapping. I'm very we're very proud of this. The agents of Recon, Recon saying for relive every crucial objective now. We are recapping the first 10 episodes of season 3. We are yeah, by the time well, we are wait, 6 episodes in now. Yes, by today the time, was six. But by the time you're listening to us, we'll probably have posted episode number seven. Maybe check, check those out. Tim Stevens has been doing really fun recaps, where much like we did with Marvel's Agent Carter, we sort of give out superlatives or that we make up <laughs> uh, uh, in order to recap uh, the season. And I think that's it for live action TV. Yes. I, yep. I've got. Yep. I'm I'm currently working on cooking up a lot of really cool stuff that we can't talk about yet. Um, and, of course, it's worth mentioning that we are very, very close to the season premiere. Or not the season premiere, actually. We're very, very close to Marvel's Daredevil Season 2. All of it. All not of just it. The, Not just the first app. All of it. Uh, debuting on Netflix, streaming on April, March, March 18th. I cannot even remember what month I'm in. Hopefully nobody's drunk when they watch it. Because St. Patrick's Day is the day before. Oh. And because I, it premieres at midnight Pacific time. I didn't I didn't know that that's when St. Patrick's Day was. Yep, it's on the 17th of March this year. Uh, as it is every year. So, yes. That's oh. As soon as you're done puking up your green beer at 11.59 p.m., turn on your Netflix at midnight on March 18th. Who drinks green beer? That sounds disgusting. Weirdos. I don't know. I'm not down on that. Then don't drink it. Maybe I lived like a sheltered college life or something, but this does not sound familiar. I don't know. I I don't drink, so I... I just assume people drink green beer. All right. Uh, um, anyway, yeah. Patrick, world of animation. Well, in the world of animation, we just today posted a teaser for the season premiere of Marvel's Avengers Ultron Revolution. We did? Yeah. Oh, cool. Oh, cool. Hey, look at the fun things you find out when you show up to work, kids. Oh, no. Oh, boy, I'm just going to talk like that this. That was Mr. Bill from Saturday Night Live. Oh, no. You don't know what that means. Oh, no, I don't. Anyways, uh, yeah, we posted a teaser for that season premiere. That season premiere will be Sunday, March 13th at 8.30 a.m. on that, Disney that, XD. That's the Sunday before St. Patrick's Day. You're correct. That is the Sunday before St. Patrick's Day. However, this week, let's focus on this week. Sunday, 8.30 a.m., we've got a brand new episode of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, where, much like in Highlander, Drax competes with the Destroyer armor because there can be only one Destroyer. I see what you did there. Yeah. Uh, and following that is a brand new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six, where, uh, oh boy, what happens in it? You get to see Iron Patriot. Again? Is yeah. it still Norman Osborn? Still Normo Osbo. That's what I call him for short. Okay. Normo Osbo. I know you're thinking, how is that for short when it's the same amount of syllables and it's got just got fewer letters? Okay, I'll take that. Anyways, uh, you'll be able to hear myself and Harrison Wilcox talk 
even more in depth about Highlander and Queen and Hail Caesar in this next segment. About in this next animation like segment. Let, I don't know why I'm going to start coming over to those. No, no, no! Please, dear God, no! Dear God, I, I no! Blame, I blame Harrison for this. That guy's a scoundrel. It's generally I'm the one that kind of. He, very, he, very train of thought. He takes all my money. He, ta- he, he, he takes all my money far too often. So make sure you're tuning in this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. on Disney XD. All right. And rounding things out, if everything went according to schedule, Ryan and Ben should have been doing their TWIM URC this week. Is ours next week? No, ours will be in two weeks. Our next on the Wednesday before? On the Wednesday before the premiere of Marvel's Daredevil Season 2. Not the premiere. I keep on saying the premiere. I'm so used to this. Before all of Marvel's Daredevil Season 2 comes to Netflix. Um, so, appropriately enough, uh, two weeks from now. Well, this will be actually the Thursday before. We post our podcast on Thursday. Oh, boy. Patrick. Um, the Thursday before Marvel's Daredevil Season 2, we will have our Twin URC and... Our pick this time is the original Electra Saga. So we will be reading uh, Daredevil number 168, 174 to 177, 179, and 181. We will, Ben will post that all somewhere. Oh, people don't have to memorize all those random issues? Well, here's the thing is, you know, uh, did you ever read the original Frank Miller Daredevil yes, stuff? Yes, yes. So, you know, like... Elektra first appears in 168, and then she last appears in 181. And, you know, there's a lot of stuff in between where Elektra doesn't appear. These are just the issues where Elektra appears. If you listeners have the time, I recommend reading the whole 14-issue run from 168 to 181. If you don't, you can easily just read the issues we've selected, and it tells one full story. It's just, you know... The other issues are also great, but we felt like doing a TWIM URC of 14 issues was just too damn long. Um, so, Do you like Daredevil? Uh, you know, he's only like one of my like, top two characters. Who's the other two? Chalker? Top t- no, the other two? You mean the other one? I said top two. I think I said who's number two. Oh, who's no, I might have said who are the other two. Shocker, Shocker is Shocker is also up there. I do love. Is he Shocker. just your number one in the top one favorite villains? Yes, exactly. No, Daredevil is definitely up there with me. I've loved him ever since as a kid. I remember when I first read uh, what we're about to read now, the Frank Miller, the original Frank Miller Electra stuff. Uh, it's just it's so. Uh, who's the other one? Uh. At another company, and I can't say his name. Ah, Archie. Got me. Jughead. Um, but no, anyway, uh, I'm very excited for this. Uh, it's actually been a while since I read. It's been a while. Frank, Frank, been a while since I read Frank Miller's Daredevil. Um, so I'm looking forward to this. Uh, hopefully, you guys will join along. And if for some reason Ben and Ryan did not get around to their regularly scheduled you know, podcast, I guess, or Twim URC, I guess maybe we'll push back a week. But for now, we're planning on Thursday, March 17th, we will have the Twim URC episode with... Uh, that's St. Patrick's Day. Oh, that's St. Patrick's Day. Yes. Special... Oh, oh no. <laughs> oh, gosh. Excuse me. Special St. Patrick's Day episode featuring 
Electronachios, the Greek assassin. The most, the most Irish character we could think of. Well, isn't Matt Irish? Yes. Yes, he's Irish Catholic, isn't he? Yeah. Yeah. So, see? It fits. It fits. Yeah. If the glove fits, you must read Daredevil. Twim URC. Wow, what a timely reference to Hey, a, the People versus O.J. Simpson. That's yeah, been airing on I, FX. I guess, I guess. Uh all right. Thank you all for listening. Uh, stay tuned for more of Wolf Does Man. anybody listen to this? If you may want to. I, you know, we do get tweets, Patrick. No, I, very I rarely. You, I, don't, I don't know if you read the tweeter. I read the tweeter. I'm, I'm an active social influencer. But Blake tells me we get many, many downloads. Yeah. Okay. Um, all right. So. But if you're listening to this, especially if you're driving, make sure to take out your phone, send a tweet to at Strami and at the Wolfman. No, especially while you're driving. No, that, not especially while we're driving. Take a picture. I'm fairly certain we can get sued for no, you saying that. Do not. Take a picture of not, your speedometer. Do not do this. And please be driving not, at least 80 no, miles per hour. No, 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 no. For you international no. listeners, no. 100 kilometers no, per hour. No, no. Everybody, don't listen to the Wolfman. I apologize for the Wolfman. At the Wolfman and go- at Strami. I'm just going to leave it at that. I apologize for the Wolfman. Hashtag fast forward, Daredevil. Fast forward this podcast made me do it. seven minutes. Hashtag Daredevil made me do it. listen to more of him. Um, what better way to prove they're Daredevils? All right. Great. Thanks. Uh, thanks for listening, guys. Talk to you next week. Hello out there. This week in Marvel. This is Marvel.com assistant editor Patrick Cavanaugh, and I am joined by Harrison Wilcox from Marvel Animation. And we are here to talk to you about Creed and how Creed lost. Oh God! Wait, no, that was that was Mr. Wacker. Yeah, it's really sad. It's... Spoilers. I haven't seen it yet. Thanks. Ooh. You haven't seen Creed, or you haven't watched the Oscars yet? No, no I haven't seen Rocky One yet. So Ooh. no spoilers. It's okay. He wins, right? I mean, that's what it's about, winning, right? It's, it's about the triumph of the human spirit. Okay. More than just a bout between two gladiators. Okay. Uh, but, yeah, then in Creed, he fights Clover Lion. This is going... Spe- this- speaking of gladiators, to really go off the deep end, unfortunately, I was very sad to hear that Hawk from American Gladiators passed away today. Yeah, he's the... Uh, it's very sad news. I was more of a Nitro... Guy, oh, really? But that's, yeah, that's, that's, he was probably pretty young, right? Yeah, unfortunately. I didn't really look too much into the, uh, the, the events surrounding the death of Hawk. Yeah. Personally, but it's always sad when a gladiator dies. Yes. Now let's talk about children's animation. Speaking of gladiators, <laughs> some might call Drax the Destroyer a gladiator, and in this week's brand new episode of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, Drax gets to do some some big time grappling, doesn't he? Uh, yes, Drax the Destroyer goes up against the Destroyer, and there can really only be one Destroyer. So it's sort of a Highlander thing going on. Highlander. Uh, did Did you see? Speaking of Oscar films, speaking of high quality films, uh, did you see Hail Caesar by any chance? No. It features the two leads from Highlander. Really? Christopher Lambert and uh, Clancy Brown both have cameos in Hail Caesar. Clancy Brown was in Highlander? Yeah, he's the main bad guy in Highlander. I thought you were going to say Sean Connery was in Hail Caesar. Oh, yeah. He came out of retirement. He wanted to follow up his Finding Forrester role and be in Hail Caesar. No, Clancy Brown. The Kurgan? Turgle? First of all, his last role was not Finding Forrester. 
his last role was that some sort of gang of spooky Gentle, guys. Gentlemanly types. Yeah, something like that. Gang of gentlemanly types. Uh, but no, the, the Kurgle. Is that, are you familiar with Highlander? No. No? Okay. Uh, neither am I. So I always forget the name of the I know there can only be one. There can be only one. There's also a quickening. Or four movies. Uh, also, that Queen, the theme song to Highlander, Princes of the Universe. I know nothing of this. It's a real good song. This is what happens when Steve Wacker and Court Lane decide to throw their lot in and run for the uh, Republican nomination, <laughs> which is why they aren't here, by the way. Yeah, of course, of course, is we talk about... Guardians for all of thirty seconds before debating how familiar movies one of us you, have not seen. How familiar are you with this sci-fi fantasy film from the eighties? Is yeah, soundtrack exactly. So for those of you listening, we apologize. Of course, tune in to uh, Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy and also go get the soundtrack to Highlander. Yeah, because it's really good. I believe you. We also have. Other new animated episodes this Sunday because mm-hmm. following that 8:30 a.m. showing of Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy, we have a brand new episode of Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six. Yes, what's going on this week? Well, for those who saw last week's episode, Miles Morales is now trapped in our world and has joined Shield Academy, and this is the first outing with Miles and the rest of the team with Flash, Agent Venom. Scarlet Spider, and uh, Iron Spider. And what do they get up to? Oh, sh- shenanigans. <laughs> shenanigans and tomfoolery? Yes. Ex- what else? Uh, they get into some, uh, some trouble with our old friend Batrock the Leaper. And, In honor of Leap Day. Mm-hmm, of course. We time that out perfectly. And uh, Peter uh, decides to take Miles for some, uh, some time off uh, and hangs out with his old pal Harry Osborn. Um, playing some video games, having some pizza. Classic, and classic stuff. Classic kid stuff. When uh, uh, the vulture reappears and attacks them at Oscorp Tower. Yikes. And more shenanigans. And, and then they quickly defeat him and then go back to their video games yeah. and pizza. Because kids love watching other people play video games now. So There's that's what nothing this is. more exciting. Yeah, it's two minutes of that and then 20 minutes of watching them play video games. And uh, I know we're getting a little bit ahead of ourselves, but next week, uh, the 13th, Sunday the 13th, that's a huge, uh, we won't get into too many details, but that's going to be a huge day as far as animation is concerned, because we will have not one, not two, but three new episodes of your favorite Marvel uh, animated series. Really? Yeah, we'll have... People can handle all that at once, huh? Yeah, we hope so. I mean, it could be the end of everyone who tunes in. TVs could start blowing up. (laughs) Yes, please. Just their TVs, not their brains. Of course. That would be bad if all of our viewers died while watching these. Uh, But yeah, Sunday the 13th, we'll have a new Guardians, a new Marvel's Avengers Ultron Revolution. Mm. Season premiere, that'll be at 8.30, and then uh, Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man vs. the Sinister Six at 9 a.m. And we'll talk more next week about some of the guest stars. Did you know that? Did you know there were guest stars? I didn't realize there were actors at all. I thought the characters just did the voices that's, on their own. That's what I thought. But then last last week I learned that... Uh, there with, are people who do that. Yeah, with the whole Doctor Strange debacle. That, uh, yeah, yeah, that's right. Absolutely. 
that there are humans that voice these uh, these animated series. What a crazy world we live in. What a wild, wonderful world we live in. Uh, so, that'll just, do you have anything else to, to throw in there? I think we covered everything we needed to cover. And nothing but. Queen. Yeah. Uh, Christopher Lambert. Clancy Brown. Yeah. I, I do want to say one more thing about the Guardians episode that is actually on topic and important. Oh, man. Uh, for our comic book fans, they'll appreciate this. This this upcoming episode of Guardians is, a in a way, an issue zero to a bigger oh, really? arc that is coming up later this season on Guardians. There will be a massive intergalactic war between two sides, and this acts as as I said, sort of an issue zero, a precursor to that to that battle that's coming. Very so cool. Definitely check it out. So, so uh, also, you know, if in case you're not up on, like, Sunday mornings or whatever, if you go through the Disney XD app, which, like, they have for yeah. iPod, iPods? Maybe not. iPhones, iPads. Apple TVs. Xbox, Apple everywhere. TVs. That's actually how I typically catch up on it is through my Xbox so yeah, uh, if you have the, the the subscription to that stuff and have one of these apps, definitely binge as many of these episodes as you want, or you know, uh, uh, watch this uh, so-called issue zero. And if, you, if you don't have those things, just go over to Patrick's house and watch. Oh yeah, them yeah, yeah, absolutely. We will watch that on the Xbox, and then you'll watch me play video games. Because as we know, mm-hmm. nothing better than watching someone else. Play video games. Absolutely. And on that note, ladies and gentlemen, uh, thank you all for tuning in. Make sure you check out Marvel's Guardians of the Galaxy this Sunday at 8.30 a.m. on Disney XD and Marvel's Ultimate Spider-Man versus the Sinister Six at 9 a.m. on Disney XD. Thanks for cartooning. Cartooning in. In? I'm Ron Burgundy. We'll work on that. And we're back. Oh, fun and games is here again. Sunshine. It's daytime in America again. Because Nick Lowe is on the podcast. <laughs> Hello, everybody. I'm back, and I haven't wrecked anything in the room yet. I think I almost wrecked the mic. You just you wrecked Jesse's ears. Yeah, yeah I wrote. <laughs> Sorry, Jesse. <laughs> Nick. Where, where have you been? Oh my gosh, guys, I have been going all over the world to make Spider-Man as good as he could be. Yeah. But that's not the only thing you do, Nick. You also are intimately... Um, very. Intimately. <laughs> very Acquainted intimately. with the process of Infinite Comics, yep. which is the subject of our Twim URC this week. And it is the, the forerunner of my next plan... <laughs> Intimate comics. Nicklo's Nicklo's Intimate Comics. <laughs> Tremendous. Infinite comics are awesome. What are they? Infinite comics are Marvel's stab at digital comics, first mm. and foremost. We try to make Using the tools that we uh, that are possible with uh, just digital things, whereas like you know the, an infinite uh, amount of space and time to have to tell them, uh, an infinite amount of page turns. Like if when you talk to a writer or an artist, creators of comics, they, they put a lot of emphasis on the last panel of a page, and you always want to make sure that last panel makes you want to turn that page, mm-hmm. and you use that page turn for reveals. Like you don't when you reveal. 
you know, Peter Parker's identity as Spider-Man. You don't want to. Wait, what? I know. Spoiler alert. But you don't want to do that, you know, in the middle of a page that you turn the page, you already see that it's happened. You know, you want to make sure you do the page turn. Well, in Infinite Comic, we have an infinite amount of page turns. Uh, We could also do interesting effects that are, that would be kind of slow and and, uh, and not very good in a comic form of where in one of our first infinite comics that we did for AVX ages ago mm-hmm. uh, there's it's Nova flying through space and we cut to this one shot of him and you see him in focus and behind him there's something big and fiery out of focus yeah. and when you advance to the next panel the focus changes so he's out of focus and what's chasing him is in focus and it's the Phoenix Force and it's this really cool moment and we, you could put two panels next to each other to do that in a right. comic but it would kind of be boring. It would be like the same thing. It wouldn't be a good use of your space. Whereas in an infinite comic, it works really interestingly and well, and it gives you a whole different bag of tricks. Mm-hmm. And so our goal with these is to, without, you know, uh, when other companies do them, they try to make digital comics that are very easy to replicate into print because they're really still thinking about print comics. They'll just mm-hmm. do, like, their way of doing digital, a lot of people's way of do, doing digital comics is each screen is half a page mm-hmm. of print. Where that's, again, Kind of that's that doesn't take advantage of what digital does, you know. That that's doing still making print comics. They're just cut in half so they fit better on the screen. Mm-hmm. Uh, whereas what we try to do with Infinite Comics is, with those tools in mind, make the best darn digital comics that you can imagine. Nicklo family friendly, <laughs> as opposed to the Nicklo intimate comics. It's true. Yeah, those are rated well, R. What What are some of the Infinite Comics you've worked on recently? I I've worked on a lot. I mean, recently I've been working on the. Uh, there's this awesome uh, Guardians of the Galaxy Infinite comic that you can find in pretty much any digital uh, place you can find. You can find it on the Marvel Kids mm-hmm. website. You can find it on the Marvel app, Comicsology app. It's this uh, really awesome Infinite comic of about you know the Guardians cast you know and love from the movie and from the cartoon um, that plays with a lot of these tools and is really awesome. Um, what else? We've been working on the Ultimate Spider-Man one. Mm-hmm. Same thing there. In the past, I've, d- I've done that. I've edited the uh, Wolverine. Uh, oh, Welcome to Japan. Japan. Something yeah. in Japan. It, very, uh, Japan. Back to Japan. Back, back yeah, to Japan. Something like that. Maybe? I don't think so. Big okay. Big, maybe, maybe. Who knows? But it's a Wolverine. It's <laughs> something really about cool. Japan. Yep. There's definitely something. Uh, we think. Yeah. I'm, it's definitely in Tokyo. That's, That's sure. in Japan. It could be and outside the U.S. Mm-hmm. It's definitely Japan. Anyway, that one's awesome. Jason Latour of Spider-Gwen fame wrote that. Mm-hmm. Um, I also did all the AVX, Infinite Comics, uh, editing-wise. I mean, the creators did the real hard work. Um, and a bunch of, a bunch more. Working on some new ones right now. Mm. The uh, A Year of Marvels, I'm overseeing that uh, and taking credit for it right here. Yep. Uh, and, <laughs> and that sort of thing. You don't even want to wait to see if it succeeds? Nope. 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 Victory. Nick. <laughs> Victory love. All right, Nick. In your opinion, what does it take to make a good infinite comic? You kind of touched on it in your initial sure. answers, but if someone's, if a creator is looking to make an infinite comic and they come to you for your sage guidance, what are you going to tell them? Well, first, what first makes, of all, go somewhere else. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, first of all, I mean, the, the basics are what makes any good story, especially a Marvel story. You want. Uh, compelling main character with feet of clay. Mm-hmm. You want you know something that feels like the world outside your window, and you want things that have high stakes for the character. So that's just like basic story stuff. Beyond that, uh, so much of it comes down to the person doing the storyboards and what kind of tools like they bring to the the table when they're laying out how 
the panels advance and the screens advance and all that kind of stuff, how they make the action work. Uh, between people like uh, Balak, who did a bunch of the uh, AVX ones that we did and, and several and some of the Wolverine stuff that we did, um, to Riley Brown, who did, which, and I, I hate to uh, say that the best Infinite Comic is one that I did was not very involved with. Yeah, that's that, got a stink. It really hurts. But that the Deadpool, the Gauntlet, Infinite Comic, yeah. I would probably say is the best Infinite Comic that we've ever done at Marvel. Uh, it's it's so funny. It's so clever. It's so much. It, it ties in really tight with the Deadpool comics. Um, like if you read Deadpool, you know about Deadpool's wife Shikla, the queen of the Monster Metropolis. Uh, the first time you ever get to see her is in this Deadpool Infinite comic, and the, and that's where you're, like leading up to their wedding. Mm-hmm. Like, it all happens in there. But you also get these amazing new villains that they introduce there, uh, who are just so much fun. And Jerry Duggan's writing in there is is incredible. And Riley Brown did the storyboards, and he is one of the like the, one of the four like the forerunners of Infinite Comics and Digital right. Comics, both in with Marvel and, and outside of Marvel. And I mentioned Balak before. Balak was the whole inspiration behind Infinite Comics with his digital comics that he's been doing on his own. Uh, so we wanted to bring him in. But it's really in the storyboards that they, that they they truly come alive and get to do some incredibly cool stuff, especially for action-oriented and fight-oriented things. And Mastin Jeffo as well. Yeah. Uh, yep. They contributed to a bunch that we picked. Absolutely. Um, are just, they're really good. It's great. Because it's it's a different way of yep. thinking about how to do those stories. Yep. And and speaking of uh, you know Mast, uh, Jeffo and Mast, they, they've done a lot of really great stuff. And I think it's Jeffo who's doing the Amazing Spider-Man Silk Infinite Comic that's going on right now, which, which cool. is a delight as yeah. well. It's a lot of fun. It's so much fun. Uh, and Robbie Thompson's writing that. I think it's Jeffo or Mast doing the storyboards there. Uh, and then that's got Todd Nauk on pencils, inks, and uh, Veronica Gandini on colors. It's terrific, um, but that's another really good one. That I'll take credit for, even though I don't really. Like it. <laughs> I gotta say, the one that jumped out to me that we read was the Daredevil Road Warrior one, uh-huh. because I remember reading that in print. Mark Wade. Yeah, I remember reading that in print and just being like, "Oh, this is a pretty good Daredevil comic." But there's something about Daredevil's power set that when you use the page flips to really show his powers and revealing different layers and stuff like that, I was like, oh my God, this is, this is why this format was created. This yep. is the, they really nailed it on that yep. one. And that's Mark Wade and Peter Krauss, mm-hmm. I believe. Yes. And Mark is in, was another one of our big drivers on Infinite Comics. We brought him in right away because on his website, Thrillbent, uh, and some other stuff, they've been doing a lot of things that are a lot like Infinite Comics. Mm-hmm. Uh, but he has been involved with our Infinite Comics from the get-go. He worked on the AVX ones. Stuart Eminem is another person. He did the very first one with Mark and did the storyboards himself, and he's a genius. But uh, but Mark is such a smart guy. He, he's been working towards this digital comic storytelling from the from the get-go. Um, and, uh, and, yeah, and they're incredible. But that's a, that is another really good one, the, the Daredevil Road Warrior one. Yeah. So for our pick, we decided not to pick one storyline or mm-hmm. one specific Infinite Comic. We went with, I think it was six or five? Cool. Or seven. We went with six. Or we six. went with uh, the first issues of, well, the first issue of Deadpool Lee, The Gauntlet, mm-hmm. Iron Man Fatal Frontier, uh, Daredevil Road Warrior, Avengers Millennium, X-Men at 92. Yeah, that's another good one. Uh, yeah. I like that one a lot. And then the third issue, the Gamora Spotlight issue for the Guardians of the Galaxy Infinite Comics that we did leading up to the launch of that series. Yep, yep. And those are true. That was uh, Bendis and the, the, the Gamora one, I think it was Ming Doyle, maybe? No, uh, it was no, Mike Del Mundo. Mike Del Mundo. Oh, Mike Del Mundo. oh yeah, yeah, that's right. Mike, oh, he's so good. Yeah, if you don't know Mike Del Mundo, 
thing Get about... Get out of podcast. Yeah, I don't want... Uh, you you yeah. unsubscribe. Kindly yeah. leave. Yeah. <laughs> he is so good. He's doing Carnage covers for me right now, and oh, they're so good. Yeah. They're really good. Um, he would make some great intimate comics. <laughs> <laughs> would you like to make intimate comics with Mike? Yeah. I would make some sweet and intimate comics with my own window. Nick Lowe is in the business of making intimate comics with anyone. It's true. It's true. He does not and discriminate. Business is good. <laughs> Nick will get intimate at any time when it comes to comics. Um, so, super good. You can stay and stick with us as we talk about these a little bit. Yeah. Through the questions, or you can, you know, we, yeah, I'll stick we wanted around. your brain yeah, man, about I'll, all that. Yeah, I'll stick around. We can talk about it. I, I, I've read all those as well, so, so why don't we dive in? Yeah. So, Ben, had you read any of these as Infinite I had comics? read none of these as Infinite Comics, except I think Guardians I read as an Infinite Comics. I had read them all as print. Was so Guardians was even cool. released as print? I don't It was, know. eventually. It was? Okay. In a one-shot. Okay. Right. Yeah. Uh, it was great. I, I mean, I had read All the Gauntlet. I had read The Road Warrior um, and X-Men 92. I'm not sure that I had read... And, and Guardians... I don't think I had read uh, all of Millennium or Fatal Frontier. Well, I remember reading point. Millennium as it came out in print because it yeah. came out. Pr- I think it came out really, really soon after in print. And I remember when I was reading it, thinking, "Well, there's nothing here that would be an Infinite comic. Like, this is a good <laughs> comic, but I can't see. It would be the equivalent of like when I went to see uh, when you go to see a movie and it's they jack it up to 3D and they just like remember to throw a football in one scene so you remi- remember that you're watching a 3D movie. Yeah, yeah. Um, I thought it would be like that, but I go back and suddenly like, oh no, Quicksilver's powers and the time travel and all this other stuff. That yeah, that's the coolest Jeff thing. Jeff Mast, I believe, yeah. were doing that one. I, they were. Yeah, yeah, that's a great one. That's Mike Costa writing. Mm-hmm. If I remember, it's Car- so funny. Like, there's a lot of like, it's uh, really Carmine Di Domenico yeah, who has yeah. a good style Carmine. for this. Carmine, I'm sorry, Carmine. I'm sorry, Carmine. Carmine, he's Italian. Wow, Carmine Gian Domenico. Wow. <laughs> I do speak a little Italian, guys. Yeah? What else? So, uh, I, uh, it's like the name of any Italian artist. Yeah. Buongiorno. <laughs> Come stai? Sto bene? Oh, I'm starting to bene. Uh, Simone Bianchi. See? See, 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 I speak some, too. <laughs> yep, yep. No, I spent, I spent a semester in uh, in Rome. Really? Yeah, I we'll speak figure. a little bit. Like, I, speak, I speak gutter Italian. That's what my classmates all told me. <laughs> oh, that's nice. I have, I have a far better accent than I have uh, vocabulary. That's fair. Some would say you speak gutter <laughs> English. Oh. So, those people would also be right. <laughs> yeah. uh, one of the things I loved about the Deadpool one was right in the beginning, the uh, like the song part oh, of yeah, it yeah, yeah. Yeah. I, like had that James Bond feel to it and it worked really well mm-hmm. with the format because you could move through the credits like you're watching this scene come together right. it was really really yeah. fun Riley worked his butt off on oh. that and, uh, and Jerry's lyrics are just fantastic and I believe that editor Jordan D. White did uh, like write music to it and Makes put sense. it up on his YouTube oh my gosh. page so I think Makes there sense. might be a version of him singing the theme song He's a madman. Now, we, yeah. of course, can't advise you guys to go to Jordan D. White's YouTube page because you we, we don't know the age range of the people well, listening. Well, it being on YouTube, it, it shouldn't be too bad. I mean, it's not like an in- intimate comment. You, uh, <laughs> you can see people's nude bodies on the YouTube. Really? Yeah. It's, uh, there's, there's some unregulated wasteland out there. I had no idea. Yeah. I thought they were more careful about that. No. Mm. Gotta check the YouTube. <laughs> <laughs> All right, guys, I got I gotta go back to my desk and check out YouTube, <laughs> and then tell my monitor it's doing a good job. <laughs> but what you were talking about with the um, with the the Daredevil one? The Daredevil one was yeah, just it's, it was the, the, the radar sense. Stuff. Yeah, that That's was just, yeah the radar sense. That's just so cool. Especially who's this Manbull? Yeah, Manbull. Manbull right in the beginning. Good old Manbull. Yeah. yeah. 
as we get, you know, from... Clear, clear picture of him. The, the way the Daredevil skills. sees him right. to the it's way neat. we see him. And just how that works and, like, uh, it's so good. Yeah. Really, really good. Yeah, Mark and Peter did and really uh, outdid themselves there. It also helps that they uh, have been working together for years and yep. it shows, like, there's yep. a, a fluidity to their storytelling. Totally. Yeah. All right, do you got more to say or do you want to get into the comments here? No, I, I, I'm just... It well, we didn't nice talk much about the Iron Man one. Yeah, if, if I if I don't true. if I don't forget that one is uh, Kieran Gillen and Al Ewing. Al Ewing sure is. Yeah. Yep. I mean, those two are basically as married as Kieran and Jamie are. So he's mm-hmm. kind of polygamous in his comic book marriages. Yeah. That Kieran Gillen guy. <laughs> wow. Uh, but yeah, but that's uh, but that was always uh, like the, the two of them together is a lot of fun. Yeah. Uh, yeah, they're together, and that was like that cool thing, uh, the cool story with the Crimson Dynamo yep. on the moon, mm-hmm, and yeah. like, I remember Kieran... That was Al, his initial pitch on Iron Man. Yeah. Like, oh, yeah, I remember. Before they, they, uh, yeah. And there was a really sad version of, of that story, too, that he, ori- I think his original thoughts on it, and like a very lonely, this yeah. is a more angry, like, action-packed, but yep. that... That first one, I remember being like, he told me the beats, and I was really bummed out. Yeah. I was like, man, I feel bad. Yeah. Uh, but Karen it's a great story. Karen loves making you feel real yep. bad. He is That's terrific true. at Not it. just sad, but real bad. bad. Yeah. Uh, I love in um, in the Avengers one how big Carmine draws Hulk. Yeah. yeah. I, 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 just, I, I like it. It's, it's fun. It's, yep. You know, I want to see that more. X-Men 92 is the more, uh, I think the most recent out of all of these. Yeah. The most recent of the ones we read. Yes. Of the ones we read. Yeah, yeah. And so it's, that... Yeah, and it's, it, it is so much fun packed into that. If you're a fan of the X-Men cartoon back in the 90s, uh, it, like this is in the same vein yes. as that. And it is a delight. And we're getting a... I think we're getting more. I'm going. I'm going yep. serious. Oh, we yeah. just ran a sketchbook on that. They, they just dropped the lettering proof on my desk to read. Are nice. you editing that? No, I am. But I'm Jordan D. White's uh, boss, and so right. I read everything he puts out. He's your protege. Yeah. Oh yes. <laughs> yeah. Tell him that. Yeah. That'll work. That'll work. Uh, you. I, you're his Tom Brevoort. Oh, don't ever say that. Don't ever say that. Oh, that nice? Let's go to the questions yeah, and comments. The <laughs> Tom's the worst. See, Ben, there were plenty of comments. I know. I, I got this thing, and I was like, when I tried to look it up, I didn't do a good job. That's why Alex Lopez does it, not me. Okay, DJ Fanko. Wow, that's a lot of infinite comics to read. It was only six. Yeah, I know. We've that's, read that's, longer that's arcs not before. I, I don't know where this guy's coming from. Not Pretty lazy, Don. Not sure. Pretty lazy. <laughs> not sure. <laughs> I swear to God, I just flashed over to like you on Mad Men talking to Drake. <laughs> Pretty lazy, Don. Pretty lazy. I don't know why. I'm so sad. I can't help it. All right, Don, get over yourself. I feel like Nick Lowe we would be great on Mad Men, yeah. right? Would have fit right in. Oh boy. All right. Well, that's a lot of Infinite Comics to read. Not sure I can get through them all to return and report before recording time. Oh, good. Another week to read. <laughs> Thanks for the extra time. That's why we did it. Not because we were behind. Nope. Sure. Um, Just for Don. Rereading Deadpool the Gauntlet, and it is still as good as ever. Ah, sure is. Love the way Mike Del Mundo drew Gamora. Her movements had a lot of grace and fluid energy. Yeah, there... Well, she was in the act of eviscerating Badoon. That's hard to do. Yes. Uh, And, like, her... There's, like, this battle over, like, a little volcano thing. Mm. So cool. Like, it just... Such a beautiful book. 
I think Mike Mike Delmona did his own storyboards for that one as well. Yeah, I, don't, I don't think anyone else did. He's yeah, he's great. He, he may have done a, a, several of them. Pretty good, pretty good guy. The entire run of those Guardians of the Galaxy Infinite comics were awesome. I remember how hyped I was for the series when they first came out. They were leading to Brian Bendis' ongoing Guardians of the Galaxy series, true, which is a true fact. Mm-hmm. Drax versus the Regellians was a fun brawl. Bar brawl. Bar brawl. Bar brawl. Barbara? 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 It reminded me a lot of samurai movies mixed with the nutty Star Wars RPG adventures I had with my friends in college. There you go. Yeah, that's... It reminded me of those RPGs as well. Yeah. Dude, we had fun, didn't we, Don? <laughs> what, what happened Good to you guys? Lazy Don and Nick. <laughs> <laughs> what happened to you guys? What happened uh, to Don and Nick? That was, the Drax one was uh, Mike Oming, mm. looks like, I think. Yep, that's what it looks like. Yeah. No bar in the galaxy survived those parties, just like the one in the comic didn't survive Drax. X-Men 92 was a fun romp. I like that description. I wouldn't expect anything less from Chris Sims. I love Wolverine's pun and the big save. Yeah. Pretty good stuff. Uh, good stuff. HWV says, uh, Strawman the Wolfman, uh, not bad doing Twim URC, but I am Team Captain America all the way. Oh, so he combined uh, a try in our sweepstakes with commenting on the podcast. Kudos to you, Yeah, Haywood. way to go, Haywood. That's a slick way to get <laughs> in here. I like it. Economy of words right there. <laughs> and uh, speaking of Strawman the Wolfman, uh, we will get to their Twim URC pick by the end of the episode. Raph, Raph AB says, so what's for Twim URC? The geniuses from the West didn't really say it's not on the app. We got that fixed. I just like the little <laughs> dig that we got in there. Yeah, way to leave that in there. <laughs> totally unnecessary. That's Alex. Uh, he's the one who edits Oh, all right. He's going for you. Yeah. He's going for you. Uh, let's see. Am I on the right page? Yes. Uh, it's one with Captain America. Yes. I read the X-Men 92 Infinite Comics with the music of the cartoon because that's how you should do it. Mm-hmm. But that's, that's another thing you can find on Jordan's YouTube, him yeah. doing the X-Men theme song. Yeah, on ukulele. Yep. You can it up. <laughs> he might even use a melodica on that one yeah. as well. What's a melodica? That's the, the little keyboard you, that you blow into, like that uh, that John Baptiste plays on Stephen Colbert. Uh, I don't know. It's like it's like ten piano keys, and and that you like. There's like a, a tube you blow into. It's about you know, about the size of this piece of paper. Yeah, about please eight, eight keep, keep describing it with your hands on our podcast, Listen, Nick. Ben. Keep talking with your Listen, hands. They know me. They get one of the inflection of my voice is enough, right, guys? Don anyway, gets it. It's about you know like a, a foot uh, like about a foot long, uh, about four or five inches wide. And it's got a little tube that you blow into, and you can play it like a piano on the side. Cool. Wow, learn something new well, every day here. Boom. Yeah. If, and if you don't watch Stephen Colbert, uh, the late show, you're missing out. And if just for John Baptiste and Stay Human, mm. who, who are the band, they have their EP out. I been, like was begging them on Twitter over and over again to re- like release the theme song. Yeah. Now, pretty much whenever I walk the streets of New York, I put that on and I like strut like a maniac <laughs> to this awesome theme. You're song. always strutting like a maniac. That's let's true. be honest. That's yeah. True. But now the music is yeah. accompanying. Yeah. Uh, all right. So we're continuing with Rafi. Says Spider-Man, Hawkeye, Cheeseburger War. I like that. Yeah, that was a nice touch. Yeah. And now I gotta say. Is anyone from New York going to actually say Five Guys is the best burger in New York? No. No. They're good. They're Yeah. Don't get me wrong. But I'm never going to say Five Guys. No, you can tell it was a Californian who yeah. wrote that. I was like, get, get out. Get, and and get out. Uh, the fact that an editor didn't, a New York editor didn't correct it, I wonder who edited that comic. Hmm. It's an Avengers comic. Yeah. So we know where those come from. Probably... Probably it probably gets sucked up into the vortex. <laughs> the vortex. Yep. Ah, good. Free vortex. Uh, thank you. I, we got that. We got that. Thanks. <laughs> <laughs> uh, all right. Next from Raffi says banners. Quote unquote. Science is fun. Hulk. 
quote unquote Hulk smash. Best way to describe the character. I love that mm-hmm. moment too. Like they like, uh, we need you, Bruce. We need you to deal with something, and he's like, okay. Science is fun, and he just falls out of an airplane to embiggen yep. into the Hulk and crush stuff. It's great. Um, <clears throat> let's see. Uh, Raph says, I can't be the only one who got the dun-dun-dun sound playing in his head at the last page. Dun-dun-dun! Well, that's, that's pretty good. That's pretty good. You can uh, stay. <laughs> and then she takes his mask off and barf. And it's a picture from... Uh, Deadpool the Gauntlet. Deadpool. Yeah. <laughs> oh, boy. Poor Deadpool. But, Deadpool. hey... He gets to the Bone Zone by the end of the, yep. the series. Don't you worry. Yeah. Bone Zone are playing. Yeah. Uh, continuing more, we've got, I really want to have a video with the music of the James Bond-style intro of Deadpool the Gauntlet. Does Jordan have that on his YouTube? He might. He very well Ooh, might. That'd be cool. I'm not sure what to ask him. Yeah. Is that a reference to the George Michael scandal back in the 90s? Yes. Indeed. I would imagine. It was. Yeah. Unless there was another so. one. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moving over I mean, to... No, no, it's not. No, no not at all. Yeah. Allegedly. Wow. Moving over to uh, Iron Man Fatal Frontier. So Tony now has the habit of naming his programs after people. Quill, Pepper, Jarvis. Who's Friday then? Uh, it's his old friend Friday Jones. <laughs> Rarely his, seen in the comics. His gal Friday. Yep, his yeah. gal Friday. The Quill is mightier than the sword. I see what you did there, Tony. What were you going to say, Nick? Yes, please, Nick. No, I don't Sorry. know. I was probably going to try and make a dumb joke that I didn't really consider. <laughs> you were <laughs> turned right around. Uh, yeah, you're, yeah. you're welcome. Was, put that one back you're in welcome. the garage. Thank you for cutting me yeah, off. no problem. My, uh, <laughs> my low sense was tingling. Um, that's what should have happened to the Millennium Falcon when it went to Starkiller Base. I don't know what that means. That's Star Wars for you. Yeah, Star Trek. Yeah, yeah. All right. Love that most of the Gamora issue is silent. The art talks for itself. No need of words to understand a fight for what's right, and that is all. Yeah. Well, I hope, uh, even if you didn't comment, you checked out some of these Infinite Comics. We've got over 90? Something over like 100? Over 90 Infinite Comics on Marvel Unlimited now. So if you're a subscriber, yep. that's, that's a lot, lot of comics yep. to dig into. And a lot of these are long arcs. You know, yep. you get four, six, eight, twelve issues Who knows of story. How many? Yeah, and then like and when you look at the number of pages, quote unquote, it's 150 to some of these. Like yeah. that's a lot of work going into these. Oh yeah, Infinite Comics are a ton of work. They're a labor of love, mm-hmm. but much like Intimate Comics, uh, yeah. are a labor of a different kind of those, love. Those are a love of love, <laughs> or a love of labor, or a love of la- <laughs> <laughs> labor. Could be involved labor. at the end. In, we don't know. In time, yeah. In time, yeah. <laughs> oh boy, Nicolo, thank you for joining us. You really made this happen. Yeah, we should talk about that. You want to? Please. Yeah. Uh, guys, for next week or for two weeks? Two, two weeks from, from today with the, we- with the West Coast. Twim URC. Yeah, this is West Coast is doing this, right, Ryan? Yep. We get this a is week off. Daredevil. Uh, the, the pick is Daredevil 168, 174 through 177, 179, and 181. Is that Born Again? No. Uh, no. Is it Frank Miller time? It is. It's Frank Miller. It's the initial Electra saga uh-huh. in its entirety. Uh-huh. Just in time for the, the E old Netflix. Oh, that must show. be a coincidence. Wow. Who knew? It's almost like Strummy and the Wolfman playing this. I yeah. doubt that. I Strummy doubt and that the Wolf- very much. Wolfman, also one of my favorite 1960 fans. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> uh, yeah, that's it, what a great arc. So when I, when I first uh, started working in Marvel Editorial, I wanted, you know, I. Was trying to study up as much as I could to educate myself mm. as I kept going. One of the things I did was I took that Frank Miller run. I got the you know the essential Daredevil Frank Miller. I think I'd read it once before, but I would take that and like in my free time I'd like sit down in a park with a notebook and I would just break down. Da- I would like break down each page by how he laid it out. How many times did you get mugged? Oh, dude. <laughs> 
What, you, you, you can't mug the willing. <laughs> I like helping people out, Ben. Well uh, done. Well done. But, uh, but yeah, but I would, like in the, just like uh, study how he broke down each page visually, and it's incredible the way he uses vertical space on there. There's some. It's such great cartooning there. You have to if you haven't read those yet. Whether you're doing it for Twim URC or not, you have to check it out. There you go. Well Endorsement said. from Nick Lowe. Good stuff. Great comics. This was a great episode. Just one of the best. A humdinger. Oh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. A real Pier Sixer. That's going to be one of the uh, the names of my intimate comics. <laughs> <laughs> and on that note, this is Marvel, your universe. <laughs>